Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. All right, here we go. So welcome to another Peers Over Beers. My name is Chris Detzel, and today we do have a special guest, Rich Millington. Rich, why don't you tell us a little Hello. bit about yourself? I think everybody knows who you are, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that, but I'm flattered. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Rich. I'm the founder of a consultancy called Feverbee. And I think maybe what makes us unique is that we're very much at the intersection of um, the psychology and the technology and the strategy that makes a community work. So a lot of our work is really getting those things aligned and taking great companies and helping them build amazing online and offline communities of customers, fans, employees, all those great and wonderful things. Yeah, you're, you're right. You've been doing this a really long time, Rich. And, uh, <laughs> and no, you, you have. So when I first started kind of building online communities or being part of communities, I was part of a company called, well, sort of, sort of kind of where it started for me, but a company called um, MitchellForce.com. And the guy yeah, by the name of, yeah, a, a guy by the name of Nick, um, his last name, I'm gonna, he's going to come out. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, tag him on a LinkedIn post. But uh, em, Emmett, right? Nick Emmett? Nick Emmett. Emmett. Yes, Nick Emmett. We're yeah, Facebook friends. Yeah, and we. so he's the one that introduced me to, to you years and years ago. <laughs> and and ever since I've been following, you know, Fever Bee um, community. Um, and then, you know, we've met once or twice at one was a higher logic uh, super forum a few years ago. And then yeah. here we are today. And of course, I've been following your stuff for a long time. So I appreciate you getting on and stuff like that. I mean, I, I love how you're so bold and, and you just kind of tell it how it is. And, and then <laughs> the other piece I really like is, is that how data focused you are and, and ROI kind of focused, you know, for communities. Cause I think it's, it's hard to do, to be honest, you know, uh, but I think it's, it's very important and you show a lot of really cool stuff. So why don't we go ahead and get in it? So you just went to Israel uh, I don't know, I a week or two ago and, and would love to know more about that trip. How was it? What'd you talk about? And, you know, uh, let us know. Yeah, it was a really exciting trip. So I've been to Israel a couple of times now. And what's really interesting in Israel compared to anyone else I've been to, like there's times when I go to San Francisco and I'm like, oh, this is the epicenter of community. You know, mm. all the people here, all the companies here. But when I think about it, I think it's the epicenter of community technology. Um, and it's the epicenter of like a very specific kind of community and environment. When I go to Israel and I was in Jerusalem most of the time this time, um, the natural community vibe is incredible. Mm. Like I was at the Community Forward Retreat, um, which was amazing, an amazing organization. I um, really do look, look them up. Um, and I was invited to speak at that event. But just how naturally community-oriented the people I was meeting there were was just incredible. Like um, in the community space, you know, everyone gets along, but, you know, sometimes different people compete with others. And so you can't always be <laughs> yeah. as open and frank as you want to be. In Israel, it, I don't know if it's just what I experienced, but everyone is so open. Everyone is so sharing everything. Everyone is like inviting their competitors and sharing their advice with their competitors. Mm. So everyone wins. It's like, it's such an amazing experience. And I'm so um, lucky and grateful that I get to speak at that kind of event. So yeah, that's what I was doing there. And I think, by the way, that uh, Jerusalem, I mean, I'm not going to get into a political discussion, but it's such a phenomenal place to visit. Yeah. Like everyone should do a guided tour of Jerusalem. I'll give you the name of someone that I think is fantastic. Um, <laughs> that's good. But it's such a phenomenal place to visit. I really recommend that. Um, if you get a chance to go, you should go. 
Yeah, so my previous company was, uh, I worked at a cybersecurity company called Imperva, built their community. Yeah. And yeah, and I went to, I, I, had to go, I didn't get to go to Jerusalem, but I went to Tel Aviv a, few t- a couple of times yeah. and, and just, you know, I loved Israelis and just building relationships with them and, you know, talk about blunt people. They're very blunt and, but I love it, you know, so uh, you're right, a great community there. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm starting to see more communities built out of Jerusalem, for, you know, from a technology side, and maybe it's more of the mm-hmm. cybersecurity piece. And maybe I'm just now noticing just because yeah. I was part of that. So I would say over the last couple of years, around 20% of our work is there. Um, okay. I don't think it'll get bigger than that just because there's companies there that are like have better relationships and connections and all that but like yeah about 20% of our work is there and that's quite um, interesting compared to like the size of Israel compared to other places where we work I agree but it's a hub it's specifically for you know technology sure. hub in, in, sure. in a big way and certainly cybersecurity is a huge pod there right so so I I, I agree with you. I, I love uh, the Israelis and, and I still um, have relationships from when I worked at Imperva that I talk to every week or sometimes every month, you know? Yeah. So, and so, you know, as we kind of look at the last two years of, you know, community, maybe it's three, you know, with, I don't know, it feels like whenever you start looking at the buzz on Twitter and social sites and things like that, that's just taken off. Now, I mean, you've been in the space for a while. I've been in it, you know, for quite a while as well. And it does feel a little different. I don't know how you feel about it, but what do you think about you know what's going on in the community space? I think at the beginning of the pandemic, I was so worried for our sector because I felt, oh, the economy is going to collapse. Because And then the first thing that often gets cut in a bad financial year is community. And I thought yep. we were going to see, and that did happen in a couple of companies, you know, we mm-hmm. saw big layoffs and I think we all know people that suffered from that that's right but i think what what we saw as well was a surge of interesting community especially support kind of communities where you want to connect people where you can't work from home anymore um (laughs) so i think we have seen a surge what i don't know yet is whether we're still riding that that wave and it's going to drop a bit once because it takes time to get a community up and running like if you began investing in like (laughs) 2000 now's the time when you'll start to see the fruits of that effort um so I don't know if we're going to drop down a bit. I'm not one that thinks, oh, community is the future of everything. There's other people that have that belief. Um, but I think community plays an important role. I think we hmm. still haven't quite defined the value of community quite as precisely as perhaps we should. Um, I think there's still confusion about what community is. But I think what we're seeing is that there's a whole spread of community efforts. Some are very mature, some are very young. And there's a lot more diversity in the types of communities that we're seeing. Um, so I think we're seeing an increase in the level of interest. I think within the community scene or the community industry, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of like busy new events and activities. Yeah. Five, five years ago, I felt I would have known like all of the big players in the scene. And yeah. now there's people doing amazing stuff. I'm like, oh, this guy in, in India is like incredible. I've never heard this person before. And this person doing their own event and activity. And yeah, it's um it's exciting. Like it's just it's daunting at times, but it's like it's exciting. I want to unpack something and I didn't tell you I was gonna do this, but you said something that was yeah. kind of interesting uh around a lot of times when you start talking to some community people, you know, people are like, Oh my gosh, community is everything and everybody should do it, and everybody should, you know, and, and you kind of mentioned that you don't necessarily believe that, which I'm kind of on the same side, but 
you know, unpack that a little bit about community should has have its space or place in a sense. What, what does that mean? And where, what place should that be? It probably depends, I assume, but you know, love for you to unpack that a little. I think there's some people, um, and, I, and I'm not like subtweeting or like trying to call out anyone here or anything. I think there's some people <laughs> that want that want the world to be a certain way and they advocate for that. And that's perfectly fine. And I mm. love the idea that community is like the central tenet behind how businesses organize themselves and how we sort ourselves as society. I love that idea. Um, I generally, I think, come from like, oh, this is the way the world is today and that's and i see like community is a lot like many other things it's one channel one thing an organization can pursue and there's upsides to it and there's downsides to it and i think it plays a very specific role for some kinds of organizations so i think for support i think community is fantastic at answering those questions that aren't so broad they can be resolved by a a, um, help center article but they aren't so niche that they need a customer support rep. I think it's fantastic at solving those kinds of questions. And there's, yeah. and if you're the kind of organization that gets a lot of those kinds of like in-between questions, as I call them, like, yeah, I think then a community is fantastic. I think community is fantastic in certain spaces, like the developer spaces, you know, mm-hmm. like it's incredible. Communities are so critically yeah. important in those kind of communities. I think for you, for user groups, they're fantastic. I think for like small exclusive groups of peers, if you want to get all the top people in your sector together, I think community is fantastic. Um, I think um, if you want to get people sharing the best expertise with one another, you can find a structure where everyone builds their audience and feels a sense of influence and growth. Community is fantastic. I am less sure that a community is going to take over the world. Um, I'm, and it, it all, I mean, it depends how you define community. I, mean, yeah. I don't want to get into a semantic debate, but um, I think community plays a role. Like the way that 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 vi- video does. Maybe, maybe video is one way of comparing it. Like videos can be fantastic. They can help your your organization, but you wouldn't say that videos are the future of of business and i think community is kind of like that like it's really useful in certain situations and we should be proud of that um if people want to advocate for more than that that's great for them um i hope that they succeed but the reality i think is that i think it's going to be a challenge yeah it's, it's a good point is and you made me think because you know within my organization i'm very much obviously the advocate of all things community because you know that's my role that's what i do and sometimes I do think I go overboard, you know, because I'll get, I'll think of these tactic kind of things. Oh my God, this tactic is going to drive some really cool engagement. And sometimes it does. And sometimes it doesn't, you know, but I'm, I get so excited in the moment. And then the next day I think I did this thing. And the next day I'm like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done this thing. You know, like it, did, it wasn't as great as I thought, you know, or, or whatever. And, and I think you just have to kind of, you know, yeah. tone yourself down a little bit and kind of look at reality and say, you know, you know, uh, community is going to accomplish these things within my organization. I'm going to show the value of those things. Um, and so it's, it's, I, I love that. That's really good. Um, so another kind of thing that uh, has been going around, and I saw a tweet the other day from you, but it was kind of this Web3 kind of stuff. You know, I think it was probably four or five weeks ago when you tweeted about it. But, you know, I'm intrigued on, you know, where does community play in Web3 and how do we get there from Web2 to 3? Does that make sense? Sort of, I mean. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. I know that isn't a setup, but like, what is Web3? Yeah. 
you know, it, and I, it's, it's funny because whenever you uh, tweeted that, I was like, what is Web3 anyway? So I, I did a Google search. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what it is. And, and apparently, uh, from what I read, it's about you know, people having their own space, right? So the Googles and the Microsofts and the people that own the web today, basically, are not necessarily going to own the web today. You know, we're going to own the web and we're going to have a piece of it. This cryptocurrency and whatever, all this other stuff uh, is coming out and it's going to change the world. And it's not that I don't think it won't change the world because it's, they're probably to some degree onto something. I agree with that, that there's probably is a surge of web point or web 3.0. There mm. is maybe, but, but I don't know, you know, five years from now, it all changes. What we think Web3 is today doesn't mean that's what Web3 is, you know, several years from now. Nobody knew that, you know, Google was going to be the, the main search for all time. I remember when Microsoft, it wasn't Bing then, it was Internet, I don't know, something. Whatever they had, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, was kind of the search thing. And now nobody nobody really cares about what Bing is on, you know, everybody cares about what Google and, and YouTube, just Google taking over YouTube and video and just all the stuff, Web2.0 kind of brought nobody knew all that stuff was going to happen right you know so, so i think there's jump yeah yeah go ahead yeah let, let me jump in i'm sorry to interrupt you but like i feel like i want to jump in there. so i think with web3 it's a very broad term and it can mean a variety of different things and so i don't like discussing it like in a whole web3 sure if yeah. i'm writing a tweet i can't write but when i think of web3 <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that people think about the metaverse i'm guessing yeah. they think about crypto and blockchains and maybe other stuff, but those are the things that occur most to me. I can't think what else. I'm sure I'm missing one. Um, blockchains, crypto, anything else? Um, I don't think so. Metaverse, you know, meta. May, maybe it's yeah. more. So, um, and if I think about the community work I'm doing and that the community work I see most people doing, I don't see that turning into the metaverse because it increases the effort required to participate. Hmm. Um, the moment you have to put on a headset to participate, I think it makes it more difficult, more expensive. And I don't see it as an immediate, um, I might be wrong. I don't see it as an immediate change. Crypto, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't pretend to be an expert. I think there's some interesting stuff. There's some novel stuff that's going on. Um, but again, I, I mean, Think about this. If you were to think about social media as well, like, and for the lot, lot of the work that you do and I do, it has actually changed community work in terms of having a hosted online community. Yeah, you might promote stuff on Twitter, you might have mm -hmm. single site sign on, but I wouldn't say there's being a profound change. There's just more competition for budgets, really. Like, I don't think <laughs> yeah. it's had an, an insane change. Um, and Web three, I think, is kind of the same. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think. I think there's some very interesting stuff going on in communities filled with people of Web3 folks. Yeah. Um, but it's, they've got that kind of crossing the chasm issue, right? Where like, you've got all this buzz here, you've got the mainstream here. Is it going to jump across? I don't know. I think if it is, it has to be a lot easier to use. I think um, I'm not too sure at the moment how a DAO works. I don't know how to like get tokens. I don't, I mean, I get the basic <laughs> concept of it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't even know where to go. And if I don't know it, then, I mean, I'm not the most technologically savvy person, but like, there's a lot of people behind me in that line. And so- That's me, yeah. I, I would also say like, a lot of people haven't mastered like Web2 yet. Like before anyone of us building a community outside of Web3 today begins thinking about Web3, 
we've got so many more things to work on. We've got to improve like the super user programs we, that we're developing. We've got to improve the data that we're collecting and analyzing about our communities. We've got to improve the user experience of the communities. Like if I were to do like a study on almost any community and we do a lot of these, Web3 doesn't come up ever at all. Yeah. No one even thinks about, I've never been on an interview with members and I've done probably a thousand of these over the last decade where they're like, yeah, I wish I was walking along in a virtual world. Like I could engage with members. Like, no, they're not like, oh, I wish I had some distributed database with a ledger that couldn't be faked. I mean, like no one, it doesn't come up. What they want are like quicker responses, better responses, more access to staff, better navigation. And I feel like there's priorities here before we get excited about the shiny new thing. And the final thing I'll say, like being a bit snide here is um, there seems to be the same people that are always promoting the new thing. Like the, uh, they're all like these zeitgeisters, you know, where like, this is the new thing. And, and you get a lot of attention by saying, this is the future of everything, or this is the big new, new thing, but you never actually have to prove it. Cause by the time it, um, it's not, or it turns out to be so like you move on to the next thing. And so, yeah, I, I like, I like people that just knuckle down and do the work, to be honest, that improve their communities, you know, one step at a time, systematic about it. You know, they get the results, they show the results. Um, Web3, I hope it works out well for them. It's not a priority for me at this time because I can't see a practical use for it. Yep. I, can't, I can't see a practical use for it for the kind of work that I'm doing and other people like me are doing. Yeah, no, yeah I see it just as extremely immature at the moment, right? Like that whole concept and thinking and potentially and, and, and it could easily uh mature in the next few years three four five years you yeah know, but for sure. uh, for sure. you know and we'll we'll kind of see you know something you mentioned the other day is and again it's a tweet because i follow your stuff because usually you put like five tweets into one so it, it's it's actually really helpful <laughs> <laughs> no i mean how do you how do you get the, sure. the word out but you mentioned something about you know you're changing your mind about how uh, I can't exactly remember the the whole thing, but it was around the social piece and community uh, managers and social uh, people and how they engage, interact, and kind of the you know. I would like to know a little bit more about that because I'm I've always heard this debate of, and, and it's even true today. Like what I do in community is completely different than what our social media person does today, right? You know, and our social media person just pushes out content, you know, about the brand, you know, and and there's people though that follow it that might even tweet about it every now and then, but I don't see our social team that engaging, to be honest, you know, our people, you mm. know, and they're just wanting to push out content about the brand and, and hopefully that changes. And, and maybe with an influence of community, I can help change that. So I, I, I'm, I'm interested to kind of hear your thoughts about kind of social person, social media person versus community or, you know, how you're seeing those kind of intertwine in some ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me take that back to like, I think a bigger principle place. Like, so I think what I try to do with Fever B and the tiny team I have is be data-driven about our work. Like I yeah. feel that's a unique thing. I think we, sp we invest a lot of time. I've got one person that just looks at data the entire day. You know, that's his full-time job. Um, Pavel Hype. Um, and everyone says that they're, that they're data-driven mm. until they see data that they don't like. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I don't like that data, so I'm going to ignore it and go with what I thought anyway. Mm. So an example, like we worked with a client a year ago and they wanted to build a community, not about themselves, but for their topic that they were in. So people could talk about that topic, which was human resources. 
and we did survey after sur well, we did surveys. So we did uh, interview after interview with members. And what they're saying us is that we want a community to discuss the product. You know, that's what we that's what we we want. So we looked at that data. We presented it to the client, and they said, "No, we don't want to do that. We want to build a community for people to discuss the topic." Despite all the competition, despite all those things, and I think it's easy to be data driven until you get data you don't want. And social media is a lot like that. This is where social media comes into it because for years, beginning like I began the blog in 2008, and I was always very clear: we don't do social media because that is an audience. You know, that's not a community where people engage with each other. Social media is that you blast out a message and maybe people will react to it. Yeah. Um, and then we began getting the data. Um, and then when we do the interviews with members and surveys, I kept hearing so often, like, yes, I participate in a client's community on uh, Facebook and Twitter and on their forums. And, I was like, and that came up so often that it's very clear that the audience doesn't make that distinction mm. that we do. And I'm also very worried that we're going to be like those people that used to sell ice when the, re when the, refri when the refrigerators and the fridge freezers came along where we just can find ourselves out of date because we had this like purest view of what community is. Um, and so I'm quite mindful of that. Um, and so I think community is what our audience thinks it is. And it's very hard to change what our, our audience thinks. And I think the reason why I feel we get some of the results from clients that we do is that we follow the data, even when it tells us things that we don't like. Um, and this is one of those situations where it makes far more sense to be like, okay, if they think of it as a community on social media and Twitter, how they engage with us and other channels, let's work with that. Let's work with that because that's what they want. I mean, let's find a way to work with the social media team or the marketing yeah. team. And also it's kind of weird when they have, when a member of the audience has a conversation in, in, the, in the community of one member of staff has a conversation with someone on like Twitter account and there's no connection there. Like they, they, they'll feel a little bit aggrieved that, wait, you don't know who I am? You know, I've made 5,000 posts in your community and you, you don't know who I am. Mm. And luckily there's there's tools and technologies like Orbit that are making that a lot easier. Um, but yeah, um, I think social media should be part, it should be, let me say, I don't think it has to be part of our work, but I don't think that we should reject it because we have some purest notion of what community is. Okay, that makes, that that does make complete sense. And, and uh, what was that technology you said? Orbit, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's quite cool. I was playing around with it this morning. Actually, they bring like all of the of the discussions from elsewhere into one place. There's other tools that do it, but um, Orbit is. is I think I that's the company I talked to that I was telling you about earlier. Um, as a matter of oh, fact, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, good, yeah good. it works. It's easy. That's that's good to know. So you know, maybe I'll uh, think about investing in something like that because it really would be interesting to see where customers uh are engaging you know and how they engage in, in these different areas they are they are actually an example of a company that it just came out of no of nowhere and you kind of hear about them and also like one now they have like a free like a free trial so let's try that out and yeah yeah it's simple i kind of like it i'm not an expert in using the tool yet but i'm like yeah i kind of like it there's some simplicity there you get interesting data out of it um yeah. Yeah, you you're 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 a data guru and you and and I like that about you, you know. <laughs> no, but I think, you know, data data sometimes is really hard to get. You made a couple of points. One is some people when they when you start looking at the data, they didn't like what you what they saw and they didn't want to go that direction. But mm. that's an interesting point. Maybe it's because you know, they don't know how to deal with what they just saw. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? When I think of, and, and probably to get off topic a little bit, but when I think of getting data out of my community today, and, and there's certain things that you can get out that are easy, whether it's inside the platform or whether it's on Google Analytics, but tying that data into real business outcomes and, and, and saying, these are the problems, one, that we're trying to solve. Here's how we're solving it. And here's all the data to, around that and telling that story is sometimes very difficult to do. And it could be because of disparate systems. So for example, if you have a support community, you know, case deflection is the typical thing you talk about, but you know what? Mm. It's one of the hardest, it's really hard to do, you know, or it seems to be hard to do because one is if your systems aren't connected, one, you know, and, and you're not, you know, so when I say connection, it could be enterprise search. So is your search connected to your port portal? Is your, you know, on your community is all yeah. those things connected. And then are you kind of looking at case deflection, hard case deflection, then you got soft case deflection, looking at Google analytics, how long are they staying on the page? What are they looking at? All that kind of stuff. And then tying it all back. Those things aren't easy to do because it takes one investments. And then it takes two is you have to have the people to be able to, you know, kind of say, you know, data and, you know, not, not to get completely off, but that piece, just that piece is hard to do. You know what I mean? And, um, and maybe you've, you've seen it and done it a lot. What would you say to that, you know, blunt and honest, because, you know, you've done this a lot. When a government does like a major initiative, like in a community to reduce crime, they also know that they have to set aside some money to evaluate if it works or not. Mm -hmm. And you want to know, like, did your initiative succeed or fail? And they set aside you know, like a small pot of money compared to the total range of the project to evaluate if it worked. The problem in community is that the community platforms aren't really designed to tell us the return on investment um, in any real metric that matters. I think Chorus does okay. Which, which platform are you on? Chorus or Higher Logic? High, high logic. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Chorus kind of does okay. Um, but even that, I mean, I, I don't want to like dump on anyone, but like even that, there's a lot of room for improvement. Yep. And the problem is that evaluation is hard and it takes time. I'll give you an example with Higher Logic. So there's a client on Higher on High Logic we're working with now. We just began working with them to measure the ROI of their community, such as what is the relationship between people that participate in a community and their retention rate and whether they mm -hmm. sign up for more, more courses or not. And it means we've got to combine data from higher logic. We've got to combine data from Salesforce. We've got to combine data from their, their uh, course module as well, all into one place. Um, and that takes time. And so for us, I'll be upfront about the numbers here. Like that was around 100 hours of work. So for us, that's immediately like a 15 to 20 grand project here. You know, that's yeah. like, and, and that's not an, insignific an insignificant amount of money. I get that. And so a lot of clients don't have that money and like we can do it we can really show the impact you know mm -hmm. but there's also a downside here like the results might not tell you what you want to hear um and the idea that you like and that's a challenge as well like we've done the studies before where we do the study we and we present the results and the client's kind of like yeah i'm not telling my ceo that <laughs> yeah you know there's there's one client uh, a year and a half ago um, who we worked with on the roi and then they came back and said that the ROI was was so high, it was unbelievable. Uh -huh. And they asked us to tone it down. And it's absolutely <laughs> nuts to change the methodology to hit a target. You know, that, that makes no sense. If you have an issue with the methodology, you do it while you're discussing the yeah. methodology. But like, 
that's the challenge at the moment is that we don't take the evaluation ser ser seriously at all. And because we don't, we never get the data we need to prove the value of the work we do in a conclusive way. And there's been a lot of, like we did a uh, project uh, two years ago where we took a community down almost for a couple of months. Ah, yes, that was excellent, by the way. Sorry. Yep. Thanks. And like, there's a Harvard Business Case Review on that if you want to share at some point. But like, that is definitive. That is absolutely 100% definitive proof. But you need nerves of steel. <laughs> and you need to be able to, yeah. honestly, afford the fee of us or people like us to be able to get those results. So it comes down to money. And we're so excited about getting a community up and running that we don't ever set aside a pot, a pot of money to see if it works. And we really should because... What you, no, also, like, we don't just tell you, I mean, like any data person doesn't just tell you whether your community generated ROI. They can tell you specifically, mm -hmm. you know, the, there's a le le leveling off period in most communities where, where the relationship between purchases or retention rates are kind of like steady for a while. They're going up and then they, le they, they level off. Knowing where that point is, is important because then, you know, then you can design a whole onboarding system specifically for that. So once you get to this point, that's the level where you need to get a, me a member to. More than that, then the value doesn't increase. And so once you have all this data in one data set, it becomes so much easier to draw out interesting conclusions from it. And pl platforms don't do this, I think, because it's not really in their business model. They want you to look at the level of engagement and stuff. But also because it's so much work, like um, the Higher Logic Project, for example, We've got to pull that data and then we have to clean it, not just from higher logic from other platforms as well, because every data set is different. Some people yeah. don't always use the same names. You have du you have du you have duplicate names in there. Some people forget their password and they create a second account and third account. <laughs> and all of a sudden it becomes like it takes that's that's where the work is. Um that's why I don't think a platform vendor is ever going to be able to do this well, because the, the intricacies of each different um company's system or, or where they track customers and all that just makes it so difficult so it's an individual it's a custom lift but you've got to set aside the money if you want the results no that's a good point and, and you know i've been pushing and, and i and i try to push uh not just higher logic but other platforms into innovating a little bit you know if they're not going to be able to come up with kind of the data that you're talking about then give us ways to make that easy to get that data you know whether it's apis or i don't know whatever it is you know you you have to be able to yeah, yeah. connect to those business systems to to make that happen and i i believe and, and and maybe i'm completely wrong but when i look at the innovative things that are going on in the platform space i'm not really seeing it like i just see the basic shit mm. you know it's just you know uh forums, blogs, those kinds of things. And, and I just, I'm like, what's, what can we do to kind of help, you know, uh, you know, the way like engagement, one of the hardest things, and, and, and I know I'm getting off a little bit, but, you know, is, is engagement, you know, and, and creating that whole engage, you know, customer journey and all these other things, you know, why can't, you know, these platforms make that super easy for us to do, you know, have templates, have whatever, say, you know, this is how you yeah. do it, you know, and, and, you know, just the basic shit, you know, like people like videos or, you know, quick hit videos or whatever. I don't know. Like, can you build that into the platform that makes it easy to kind of do some of that? Maybe you add some social type things to some of these. Look, I mean, probably a B2B community like mine is, is probably not going to get on there and do these weird dances and, and stuff like that on, you know, uh, on the platform. Yeah. But I mean, still video 
I don't know, integrating anything that is engaging and easy to do and, and that kind of stuff. I think the platforms can can do a better job in that. that. That's just my spill on that, you know, and uh, if I really, and I'm sure you have some thoughts and maybe even know who's kind of up and coming, you know, in that, that area. I don't know. Yeah, I think a major innovation in this space would be so disruptive that no one wants to disrupt themselves. And I think that's probably a part of it. Um, hmm. And it's like, that's not an unfamiliar story. You know, I think it's very different. And it's always easier to talk about this from like the outside, you know, like it's a that's lot true. easier to talk about it. Certainly. So um, I think platform vendors, um, it feels like the products they're offering are all kind of the same at this point. There's some differences. I like agree. Salesforce obviously has a completely different structure to um, some of the other communities. And now they're trying to compete on services and integration with social media and other channels and with high logic automation, with it inside it, it's um, customer success. Um, so they've all found this kind of like little niche that they're kind of pursuing, but the product, there's small different differences between them, but it's not huge. They're competing on services and everything around the product itself because yeah, um, I think they can do more. And the problem I think is that if you don't, I think a lot of people that purchase a community platform are doing it for the first time and they don't really know the difference between a forum and a good forum. They don't know yeah. the difference between gamification, good gamification, and then fantastic game, game gamification. They don't, the nuances have a hmm. huge impact, but it's hard to know that unless you're in, in the space. And I wish we could do more projects of helping clients pick the right platform. But again, people don't want to pay for that because, you know, it's just not something that they want to go too deep in. Um, but the nuances really matter. And I think the innovation is happening uh social media like like thing they think i think a lot of the innovation comes from social media yeah stack o o overflow does a lot of interesting stuff i like what they do um a lot of really interesting stuff um reddit also doing some interesting stuff i don't know why it's not easy for every member to have like a live blog or a live stream like that feels like something's happening but i don't know why we don't have short video clips that are easy to post up or at least integration where we can bring that content into a community from social media um, well, it's like it's like you know you think about Canva for example. It's a place yeah. where you can just oh, yeah. create a bunch of cool stuff, you know. And and then how how awesome would it be if it just kind of pushed into the I don't know. It just things sort of like that, you know. It just making things easier. Yeah, there's one platform um, a while back that did this big announcement that they're now offering groups like subgroups. I'm like, hmm. I remember that from like ten years ago. <laughs> Again, I'm sure it's easy to. I'm sure it's easy to look at my like my like my site and be like, oh, it should be better than this, this, and this. It's always easy from the outside. Um, I just don't feel. I feel the space is ripe for disruption, and I mm -hmm. don't feel that they're keeping up with best practices and how people want to engage with each other. That, and if mm. you look to what the social media technologies are doing, with all the research and experience they have, I'd be looking at them and thinking like, which of these are critical to bring in. Um, yeah, that I that, see that's why you're on because you just you have the, the words <laughs> that I wanted to say is that that's exactly right, man. Is, is it's ripe for disruption, but you are seeing, like, for example, Higher Logic buying vanilla forums and Gainsight buying uh, Incited. And so we're not seeing disruption, but we are seeing, you know, uh, some acquisitions and, and some changes. And I know. Uh, Kuros bought some social media companies a year or two ago, you know, and so data company kind of stuff, you know, what that looks like mm. in the future, I don't know, 
but it will be interesting to see for sure. So, um, well, here's a problem I have. Like, um, I wish all these com- companies the best of luck. It's great yeah. when people can sell out and, you know, get the rewards from that. <laughs> um, but generally speaking, like acquisitions aren't a sign of innovation. They're often the opposite where you're fighting for like market, for, like, yeah. market share by trying to acquire cut costs. And that might not be the case of what's happening here. Um, and also in the in the startup space with gang site, that might be different. Um, but I'm concerned. I mean, I don't want, I want as much diversity as possible. I want as many, like the ideal sit, situation for all of us is that there's lots of companies all fighting and innovating yeah. with each other to offer something new and unique. And I don't think we have that. And I think the fewer companies we have, the less in- innovation we're going to have. Such a good point. As much as I love all of the platform companies that are out there. <laughs> well, Rich, I really appreciate you coming on today. And, and certainly... Uh, thank you, know, you so much for having me. Yeah, you, I, I was just happy you said yes. So, well, thank you everyone <laughs> for another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and Rich, thank you so much for coming from Fee For Me. Thank so, you so much. All right, take Bye. care.